When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alvin retired, Magnussen, Schumacher. Did Latifi make it through? I think he did. I think Latifi did finish the race. <laughs> well done, Latifi. Ladies and gents, welcome back to the Pit Stop Podcast. Wow, we have just wrapped up a little weekend at Monaco and what a race that was. Perez showing everyone and getting the recognition he deserves. Probably one of the most chaotic, exciting, and I don't know, kind of whatever you want to call it, race that I've seen probably this season. I was really worried at one point. I really thought they were going to cancel it. I was just watching that rain come down, the red flag, the drivers getting out the cars. I was thinking, no. I have not waited all weekend for this for you to cancel it. Please do not cancel this race. It sounded like it could have gone pear-shaped, but we finally made it through. So today, Jake, we're just going to recap pretty much on the race because there was so much that happened. Yeah, as you guys know, after the race for Monday morning, we like to give you our thoughts on the race, talk through it, pick out some key points, and just have a chat about Formula One. This is our chance to let you know how much we've learned. Yeah, not a lot. <laughs> not a lot. We were saying about this the other day, weren't we? We were qualified. We were like, we're learning quite quick, but we're not actually trying, like... To learn. We're not going out there to deliberately search things and find things out. We're learning naturally. That's it, yeah. I think if we made a point of like really learning everything, then we'd kind of lose what we're about, which yeah, is I agree. I new agree. fans, you know. So but why don't we um we'll kick it off with just giving you a little rundown of the standings. Perez obviously won Monaco, which is absolutely amazing. His first is his third ever race win, but the first Mexican guy to ever win a race in Monaco. And it makes him the most success most successful Mexican Formula One driver ever. Unbelievable. We had signs in second, Verstappen third, Leclerc fourth. We'll, we'll, we'll dive into that uh, mm. very soon. That's a bit of a heartbreak for me and, and for the rest of the Ferrari fans. Russell 5th, Norris 6th, Alonso 7th. Big boy Alonso coming through. Hamilton 8th, Bottas 9th and Vettel 10th. And uh, want to make a little note of Gasly in 11th, man. Yeah, started 18th, so did very well. What a show. Arguably, yeah, put on the show. For the first whole part of the race, it was all about Gasly yeah. doing the overtakes. It's hard to overtake at Monaco, but blimey, was he going for it. Absolutely. It's, yeah, Monaco is probably like the hardest race to overtake on. And then don't forget, in the rain. Yeah, well, AlphaTauri made a great decision to put him on intermediates. At that point, uh, other people were out there on wets. And as the track got drier, the intermediates really showed. And he was able to just get right behind people like a dog. Yeah. And just, you know. Sniff, <laughs> sniff, 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 go. <laughs> That's literally what Gasly did. Gasly had the edge there, which was nice. Because I feel like Gasly is one of those drivers where, I mean, we've been saying it for a long time. And not just us. Like, I mean, everyone says it. He, he's definitely the guy that has the potential yeah. to, to really kind of be a star driver. He's just not in the right car. Mm. I would say. They were talking about on TV today. They were saying they don't think he'll go Red Bull. But oh, then no. we can't talk about anyone going to Red Bull right now. Verstappen's fine there and Perez just won the race. So Red Bull are perfectly fine. Their driving lineup is great. Perez proves why he's a part of that team. And now I feel like moving forward, do you feel like maybe the strategy is going to change a little bit? 
No, because of the contracts. So Max Verstappen is signed to be the number one driver and, and Checo is signed to be number two. And even though Checo has been amazing over the last couple of races in Barcelona, he was great. He was really, really good today. He's just had a patient drive. But he's aware he's the number two driver in that team. But Red Bull aren't going to turn around to him like today. They aren't going to... He wasn't holding up the pack today so Verstappen could get through. You know what I mean? The whole strategy isn't just so Verstappen wins. Well, to me, today also shows the strategy of the teams. I mean, Red Bull just absolutely nailed it mm. with those pit stops. I think Red Bull... Signs was leading. Yeah, Red Bull definitely did well with their pit stops and made the right calls. But I think the only reason Ferrari didn't win today was because of one bad decision. Like, that one pit oh problem my God, they had. was it a bad decision. Yeah, so we were watching on TV and I haven't actually looked into it afterwards to see what happened yet. But from what it looked like, it looked like Signs was coming in for his first pit stop and they, they called in Signs, obviously. But then it looks like they accidentally called in Leclerc as well or some reason Leclerc thought he was coming in Did as well. Did you hear the radio? Yeah, it said so box, box. As, as he's just coming around Razkaz, I mean, he was literally there and they're telling him to box. So like straight away he's turned in and as he's turning in then they in, go back on they're like, like no no, no, no stay, stay out, out stay out, out. Stay out. Yeah, and yeah. you can see uh, Leclerc losing his mind. and then he goes man. mad on the mic yeah you well, see him like whacking the steering wheel going crazy and you would you yeah would man be because it, they weren't ready for him to box this, there was a big miscommunication there I don't think he was meant to get the message to box I think it was an error from so someone stupid. in the team because when he came into the pits he was sat behind signs waiting for signs to get his you know that's why he spent so long in the pits he lost so much time waiting for I've signs a, I've done. never seen a queue like that in the pits to go. Do you know what Mate, I mean? It's a crazy old track. Like just the way the, I, I couldn't believe that instead of like going down a massive pit lane, you just like turn right. They almost have to just like whack an indicator on in the middle of a track and just go right into the pits. Mad. This weekend has really shown to me how it's a it's a it's a team effort to win a championship. I mean, you, it's not you can't having like a an amazing driver just isn't enough. No, no way. It isn't enough. And like I mean if Ferrari are going to keep making these mistakes, I mean, obviously the last race in Barcelona, which we were at, we saw Leclerc with a very healthy lead ahead of the pack and his car packed in. Like that and it ain't good enough. It yeah, good yeah, enough, the, the mistakes are not good enough. I really thought Leclerc had it today pole position was everything and at the beginning of the race he started off really well he had he had clean air you know how it was at the beginning of the race all the rain was flying up so to be at the front you're in the best position you haven't got all that uh, water yeah, well we had a rolling start you. we had a rolling start yeah it was it was a weird way to start today's race but then again i'm just so happy it actually happened it was interesting because they no one really knew how much rain there was going to be and thankfully there was no more rain throughout the race but i do wish they did start when we should have, because it would have been hilarious. It would have yeah. been so like entertaining to watch in that rain. Well, there was like enough time at the beginning for them to have started the race in the dry. They yeah. would have had about six or seven minutes of dry before it would have. They like it missed down. the gap, right? So they would have started on slicks. They would have had to. They all would have had to have pitted straight away to wets. It would have been absolute chaos. We, to be fair, we probably would have seen a lot more crashes. Yeah. Yeah, you never want anyone to crash. You never want anyone to get hurt. But a wet race is always fun because it opens up the grid for the people at the back. That's what we know a lot of the drivers were hoping for today. Gasly wanted a wet race. Mm -hmm. And he got a wet race. And he had a great race. He was unlucky to come 11th. Man, there's no room for error at Monaco. No room for error. I no could room. not believe that one shot they showed where it showed you the tyre and the barrier and you literally cannot even see a gap. Mate, you could, you could fit like a, like a cigarette paper. It's Sorry. ridiculous. How on earth do they do that for that many laps in the rain? You've got to think, it's not even just one lap. At this point, they're getting tired. 
They've done it over and over again. Their concentration has to get better and better throughout the race. You can't get less concentrated. I can't think of a sport where you have to be that switched on for that amount of time. No, and this is the thing. When we did a video the other day and Ollie said that footballers can compete with Formula One drivers like physically, uh, we had a bit of backlash on that. Some people were like, no, they couldn't. Like footballers are so much fitter. I play football. I love football. I work with football. But I'm telling you now, footballers are not as fit and not as mentally and physically trained as these people. Because on a football field, yeah, you have to play for 90 minutes. But when you're not on the ball... You're kind of just like wandering around the pitch, getting into position, making sure you're still Mate, in play. These guys are in the thick They're of it the whole time for longer than a football for an match, hour and a half, two hours, and they can't switch off. And like in football, yeah, you might take a tumble. I mean, we've seen some horrendous. I love like, the way you've said that. You might take a tumble. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You might get a tackle. And we've seen like horrendous like leg breaks and shit. But like, you're never really like threatening your life. You're risking your life. Do you know what I mean? With with F one, I mean, you are centimeters away from yeah. from game over yeah that's exactly what i'm saying i'm not stupid like obviously some footballers <laughs> are going to be quicker runners and obviously a formula one driver wouldn't be better at football than a footballer but i'm just saying about like the mental and physical fitness behind this football is constant but has breaks formula one is the second them lights go you you can barely blink and your whole body is in full strain trying to hold this car together you don't get 10 seconds off the ball you get 10 seconds off the ball, you're in the wall. I think that's what I love about F1. I feel like I'm constantly being surprised by this sport. Yeah, me too. Which is amazing. I feel like, I don't know, with, with football, you kind of know what's going on after mm. a couple of games. But this, I mean, I'm constantly like, wow. I can't believe it. Different tracks, different cars. Everything's different each year. Different drivers, different team members. I mean, there's so many like parts to this machine that if you find yourself having like just one element, which is like out of touch, then it can blow the whole thing. I've been so surprised over the last few races, like just watching the pit crews. When we were in Barcelona, we were lucky enough to be sat in a position where we could see the pit wall and we could see the crews and everything. I've never really thought about the work that goes in in the crew. Obviously, you know about pit stops, we know how quick they are, they know they're great. But all the stuff behind that, like when they're all coming out to the, um, the track at the beginning, sorting all the tires, you saw it today. They had to rush them new tires like all the way across. They were putting on new visors, new helmets. They have to completely mm. change the car within a, such a small amount of time. And the safety car coming out to check if the track was dry enough. Yeah. Again, something that I just didn't really expect. No. And there was a lot of rain today. That, that was a very wet race. We're lucky we didn't see more crashes. I mean, we saw a couple... Notably, I've just have, you go, know, have you noted Latifi the fir- before the race even started on the to formation Latifi lap? crashing on the formation lap. I'm sorry, okay. I am, don't want to be that guy, but we have you're go- you're we are be too that guy early right into the season. Latifi has had a horrendous start. He, that team must be thinking this is costing us so much money. Look, not, in the, not in the best car on the grid. No. But, as we know. But that... I'm sorry, but put Latifi, the best car put Latifi in a fucking house and he wins every race. <laughs> You're mental. <laughs> no, I think, I think the door is well in. I think before this race, the door was open a little bit for Piastri. I think there was a draft coming through. I genuinely think after today, the door is just like, you can genuinely see the other person on the other side. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think we'll see a mid-season swap. And I think it'll be Piastri. And That's going to be really, really exciting to see because it will change the dynamic a lot. Mm. Well, both horses went out today, which was gutting. That was gutting. So we saw Kevin Magnussen retire. But even they said on TV, they said even they didn't know he retired. Yeah, but before you knew it, it, um, 
Schumacher was just straight into a wall. That was scary, man. I hate seeing that because when I... It was, wasn't until Fab reminded me that the reason it looks so bad is because it's meant to, because the car breaks up, which is better for the driver. They did that after the Roman Grosjean crash as well. So is that why they did it? That's the reason why. So because of that, they've now made it on impact. It like falls apart almost. Yeah, it's made it easier for it to like detach. Because you see some wheels on their own on the back of the track and mm. you think, oh my God, this car is split in half. Like it makes my heart sing. I saw them wheels just rolling around. I was thinking, there's the back of the car. Where's Mick? This is horrendous, but it's meant to happen. <coughs> yeah, that's uh, that's it's it's all health and safety, which Luckily, is great. He got straight out of the car, and that was that. But there was going to be errors today. There was going to be, there was. Um, we were quite lucky that it was only that, really. I mean, there's a lot of chat about like you know how heavy do you go on the health and safety because the whole point of this sport is is the risk factor, yeah. and that's what makes it exciting. However. Changes like this, it doesn't matter because even though like you're making the car safer for the drivers, which is, I mean, obviously a good thing, they're still like, like we've just been talking about, they're centimeters away from life yeah. or death going into a barrier at, you know, 180, yeah. 200 miles an hour. So you're never going to lose that element. No, I think that would be why we didn't see them start in the rain because you always have that element, but they look at it and they go, what can we do away from what they do? And arguably, as we could admit, even though we would have loved to have seen it, mm. if they had have started in that torrential rain, it, it probably think, would have been horrendous. Do you think it would have been the same last year with Michael Massey as race director? As we know, we got, um, we've got three race directors this year on, you know, they're, they're spinning, they're, they're flipping. Yeah, so was it the stupid question, but you might know, is it the actual race director, the guy that was stood down there with the umbrella, the one that's making the decision when they go then? The one that's going 10 minute warning? That was an old race director who of for McLaren. Oh, oh really? So, but is like it that. the race directors making that call going 10 minute warning? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, I think safety wise, they wouldn't have let anyone go in that. Last year, they called off a whole race because of rain. Mm. They only did one lap, so well, same thing. I thought it was- Hungry. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I think rain is, is quite dangerous with these cars when they're going, you know, nearly 200 miles an hour. Mm. You, can't, you can't mess around. Their lives are at risk. It's funny how you can have so much quality control over a sport now and then something as like simple as the weather I know. can have such an effect. I know, isn't it. it funny? It's crazy. I mean, we saw at the start of this race, we saw every single team using different tyres. We saw slicks, intermediates and wets on the grid all at mm. the same time, which I've never seen before. It's crazy because you practice, you do three free practice sessions and you do qualify and you get so used to the track driving it in a dry way. Mm. And then everything you've just done pretty much goes out the window because you, you've got to follow the dry line. Yeah. So Leclerc pretty much set the dry line, right? Because he was first. Mm. But he, he probably had it harder because he wasn't following a dry line. So I wonder whether that makes it easier to be at the front or easier to be at the back in a wet race. With the addition of the tunnel as uh, well. Yeah, that's mad. That being dry. I never thought about the that. The rest of the track wet. Until they said about it, I, wasn't, I didn't realise. Yeah, obviously the tunnel would be dry and they're putting water into it. Crazy. I feel for all the, uh, the people who were out there because you think like Monaco, you see the yachts it's going to be hot. It's going to be like blazing sun. I'm going to go out in a t-shirt. We actually had a friend who's, who had a yacht on that, on that little straight bit, like prime location. And he's been sending me videos all weekend and it's looked absolutely amazing. <laughs> and then on a race day, it just pisses it's it covered in like covered in like a sheet because it's raining so much. Probably wasn't cold though. No. Well, at least it stopped raining for the majority of the race. And even though we didn't get the, all the laps done. So if you are, because we've got new fans listening, if you're wondering why we didn't have all the laps, it's because there's only a, th there's a three hour window for the event and they have two hours of race time that they're allowed to do. And because of the stoppings at the beginning, 
uh, and the red flag and stuff like that. They just didn't have enough time to complete the race. So as soon as it was coming up to the, the limit, that's why we didn't get as much. But we still got a load of racing, which was great. And to be honest, I wouldn't want anything more than to see Perez win a race. So I'm very happy about it. I mean, yeah. I know you're not, but it's great to see it after last no, no, week. No, I'm, I'm happy for Perez. I'd, I would rather it have been Perez than Verstappen. Mm. Like, I think he needs a little bit of that glory. Yeah, I agree. He uh, was he was welling up on the podium. He deserves it, man. That, that guy deserves it. Verstappen would not be where he is without Perez. And Perez probably the same without Verstappen. They do work well as a team. They have the biting back and forward, but they are good teammates. Speaking of uh, Verstappen, I mean... And then, uh, Nico Rosberg was talking about it too, like yesterday, day before. I mean, he hasn't, he just hasn't looked on the money this weekend. Like, no, I don't, know, no, I don't he, know what it is. Is it him or is it the car? Like he just hasn't had that confidence going in. He's been losing like a tenth of a second through the corners. Yeah, they were talking about it in qualifying yesterday. You know what? I said to you when we were watching it, when it was got to the race and Verstappen had Leclerc behind him, he was just playing defence. If Verstappen can stay ahead of Leclerc in any race, he'll fit go home from that race thinking, oh, well, that's not too bad. I mm. mean, obviously Perez and Sainz are still in the championship, but Leclerc and Verstappen are clear. So if Verstappen's got Leclerc behind him, it's happy days for him, I think. Do, I, we, do we have an update on the current standings now? I'd love to... Um... I can get them, but before I get them, George Russell, top five again. Every race this season so far has come in the top five. We didn't really hear a lot about him this race. Well, we didn't. And then it randomly popped up, didn't it? George Russell has took 11 seconds off Charles Leclerc's fastest lap on one lap. And yeah. that's because he swapped, didn't he? He went on to the... Uh, I think he was the first out on intermediates <coughs> or he'd put his hards on. And he had a bit of a free track in front of him. No traffic. And well, yeah. At one point, George Russell up. was only nine seconds behind the leader towards the end of the race. George Russell had a great race. Absolute beast. Yeah, because well, you can't get round cars on this track, really. If that was another track, I just think George Russell's looking better and better, man. I think you're gonna, he's going to be on that podium, and I think he's going to be on that podium a lot this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, I hope so. I think he deserves it. And I still, you know, I mean, I say this like every fucking podcast, but we're still so early into the season. We are. We saw what happened last season. I mean, <laughs> me and Jake joined late last season. But I mean, all you got to do is go back and look through what happened yeah. during last season. I mean, Verstappen was so far ahead of Lewis and then it took, you know, X amount of races and Lewis caught up. And then oh, we, yeah. And then we saw the, the classic finish at the end where they were neck and neck. So, I mean, this, this can still go either way. current gap, Lewis Hamilton is currently sixth in the driver's standings, Max Verstappen is first. The current gap between Hamilton and Verstappen is the same as it was last year. And then they overtook each other and then they made the gap again for the other driver and then they caught up again. So the current gap is nothing really, mm. like anyone could catch up. So let's just see how it goes. But yeah, the current driver's standings are Max Verstappen first, 125 points. Charles Leclerc second, 116 Sergio okay, Perez. Okay, that, that makes me feel slightly better. Yeah, only just, mate. Only just behind nine points. That's fine. I, just, I wish he could have got the podium today. The in yeah, in his home race. Yeah, but at yeah, least yeah. he finished the race. Mm. And that's probably what he was thinking. He, at that point, he, he wasn't going to catch Verstappen because Verstappen did pull away a little bit. I mean, cheerfulness in the face of adversity. Like, he, he's very good at that. Leclerc's very good at, like, being positive in a shit situation. But, I mean, honest, I, no, know, he, I know deep down. He like, definitely wasn't positive, man. He started pole. It cuts You don't deep, start bro. pole and finish fourth at Monaco and you're happy. You it's start pole deep. at Monaco, you have to win. When really. they had the red flag after Schumacher's crash, I saw him in the, in the, in the pits and he's just, like, shaking his head. Yeah, man. It's because it was Ferrari. Well, it was the it's, team's it's mistake. His it's, fault, yeah. it's got nothing to do with him 
Yeah, uh, Sergio Perez third, 110. So at this point, Sergio Perez is only 15 points behind Max Verstappen. If Max Verstappen DNFs a race and Sergio Perez wins, Sergio Kaboom. Perez will be first. Kaboom. Well, yeah, or, or Leclerc. But I'm just trying to get across how close this is. George Russell, fourth, 84 points. Carlos Sainz, fifth, 83rd. It's just not been happening for Carlos Sainz. I wasn't aware he's never won a race until they said today it would be I his first I thought he did all right win. today. Yeah, again, maybe. Again, the team. That was the team for Carlos. Where's the bigger problem? Who, who has the bigger teammate issue? Ferrari or Red Bull? Because I think Perez and Verstappen could easily bounce between and win races 1-1-1-1. One, 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 one. But I don't think Sainz and Leclerc can do that. But maybe that's the dynamic Ferrari want. I feel like Red Bull are going to be on the streak now of what Mercedes have done for the last seven years. Do you? I feel, or eight years or nine years or whatever the hell it is, I feel like this could be it now for Red Bull. We're not going to see, I don't think we're going to see many regulation or car changes over the next couple of years at least. No, not until 2026 is the next one. And that's when Volkswagen and the other Porsche are joining together to for the new electric engines. So I, th- I do. I think this could be Red Bull for the foreseeable now. If, if Ferrari can't quite pull it together. Yeah, I think Ferrari are really close and they've got the drivers, but the issue is clearly not with, to be honest, the issue probably isn't really with the drivers no, at, no. at the moment. So. No, I think what's happened is, I think Ferrari have almost gotten used to not being that, like, one of the front-running teams. And so maybe they just, they need to just check themselves. They need to just be like, look, we are smashing it at the minute. Give, it, give everyone a little slap around the face. Do you know what I mean? Lay off the booze. Like, yeah. just get your head, <laughs> just get your head in the game know, a bit more. I know more. what you're saying because mate, no it's, matter how it's much, not right. I know exactly what you're saying, mate. Because no matter how much time they put into the car in the factory, and no matter how much their resources they put into getting the best car out and having the best drivers ready, that the the pit crew and the and the team there on a race day is another set of like a hundred people that all have to be a hundred percent that day. Like this is way this. That's what I love about this Formula One train. It's not just the driver. It's not just the car. Like when you support one team, you're supporting like thousands of people that need to be on the ball. And if they're not on the ball, something's going to go wrong. Like someone back in the factory might forget to pack something. I don't know. It, might mate. forget There's to of... screw something in properly. Like just anything could go wrong. So you need, you, you're supporting a massive group of people really when you support a team. There's Maybe, lots of, uh, there's lots of uh, cogs in the machine. Yeah, it was a shame for Albon. He retired today, I'm pretty sure. Albon retired. Magnussen, Schumacher. Did Latifi make it through? I think he did. I think Latifi did finish the race. <laughs> well done, Latifi. But I'm not 100% sure, so don't quote me I on I don't that. think he came last either. Let me just check. Or did he come last? Guess. He wouldn't, I think he wouldn't have come last if Albon had stayed Mate, in the race. Mate, Latifi did not come last. Oh, Joe come last? No, Sonoda did. Then Joe, then Latifi wow. in 15th. What a performance. Unbelievable. Absolutely. Oh, man. When Hamilton radioed in and went, how, well, we've got to get onto Alonso, but when Hamilton radioed in and went, how far away are they? Thinking that he was like right behind the pack and they were like 30 seconds and he was like, what, what, behind me? And he was like, yeah, mate, imagine that. Mm. You're Hamilton, you're stuck in traffic with Alonso holding up the pack and you know you're about to get lapped. Yeah. He didn't get lapped in the end, 
But just knowing that they're behind you, like coming nearer to the back of you than the front, that would hurt. Hamilton did a helmet swap mid-race as did well. Did he? Yeah, he was, I saw what, on When Inst- there was a red flag? I saw on Instagram, he was talking about, like uh, he wrote like a massive thing, like, oh, this is my new helmet for Monaco. It's got like amethyst in it, or which is like some sort of purple stone, like healing properties and shit. And he's a very deep guy, Hamilton. And mm. uh, he was like talking about how much this like helmet meant to him. And then like halfway through the race, he swapped it out. I think that's like the first time that I've ever seen. Fab thinks that Lewis Hamilton swap. knows who he is. Yeah. Don't you tell Lewis him. Lewis Hamilton knows who I am. Yeah, he thinks he does. Lewis Hamilton wants to go for a beer with Fab. Well, basically when we were in the paddock, Fab made eye contact with Hamilton and then Fab kept saying around to me again. He's looked at me again. He's Hamilton, looked at me again. He's ha- looked at me again. Hamilton was doing an interview pre-race. Was it? Oh no, it's post-race. After qualified, I think. Yeah, maybe. And it was yeah. after the race. <clears throat> yeah, and he stood there and I was just in a position like sort of to the side. And it's like one of those classic things where when someone's talking and then they're thinking about what to say next and they look to the side and he kind of looked over me. And then the second time he looked, I see, he was like staring straight down the barrel. Like He was looking me dead in the eye. He did that about four or five times. And I'm thinking, this guy, this guy recognizes who I am. He's going to come up to me afterwards. He's going to say, hey, what's good? Let's go for a beer and let's go to Razzmatazz afterwards Razzmatazz. And, da- and dance the night away. I'm thinking, yeah, let's hit it. Well, but, then so, he, but he didn't, so he must yeah, have. Yeah, I was about to say, just so you know, none of that happened. Yeah, his schedule his schedule must have uh, got in the way. Yeah, he must have been busy. Are but you... he did text me and says, yo, bro, sorry I, mi- <laughs> sorry I missed you. <laughs> so you're going to catch up with him soon, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we um, we have a little session. Man, it's crazy um, how, how you've been became like friends with so many people. I'd also like to say, we watched the, the race today working with Sky Sports. How sick is that? Pretty sick. Unreal, man. They sent us a, they sent us a package. We've got Sky Sports mugs, polos, a lot. Yeah, like we did- Bottle of Moet, which by the way, for anyone out there listening who may be unaware, it is pronounced Moet. I've had confirmation from someone at Moet. I always thought it was Moet. So did I. And I- Really, still do think it's Moe, but he said it's Moe, so and he works there, so we Antonio have to now seems say Moe. Pretty, pretty sure. I think he knows what he's on about, so we'll go with Moe. Yeah, we'll stick with Moe. But yeah, we worked with Sky Sports today, did an amazing campaign with them where we watched the race, they sent us a load of stuff, and we just watched it from the best seat in the house at home. It's been a really, really cool day, and I've always wanted to work with Sky, so I thought I'd tell you that. Yeah, but, and, the, and the future's looking really exciting as well. Not any spoilers out there or anything like that, but I mean, we have some. F- friggin' big stuff coming so guys like and subscribe Fabs has been all over Hamilton like a rash <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton is coming to the flat and we're going to play scale electrics in the living room <laughs> <laughs> Alonso oh man wow oh man now what was he doing because he was seventh and sixth was like 30 seconds in front of him um, Hamilton could not get round him he was you, holding the pack up wasn't he? he was holding up the whole field playing games mate I think it's because he was slow. But then I think he had some issues with his tyres. Um, he needed a pit or something. Well, so did Perez at the end. You know, he had to damage control the tyres because Perez had a flat spot. He's just not a great car, mate. Yeah, um, and he was aware of that. And because he knew how hard it was for people to get round him, he just held up the pack mm. and he kept his tyres fine, built the battery up. And then I don't know if you noticed. And then pulled but away. Like, towards the end of the and race, flew. he just pulled away and yeah. flew and then no one was anywhere near him. Mate, Alonso, like forget his age, man, and, and everything else like that. Alonso still has the credentials to be like a pole sitter, 100%. And we said this in the last podcast, but... He, his contract with Alpine runs out at the end of this year. I'm really excited to see where he's going to go. I don't think that no team's not going to offer him a place. Obviously, you know, Ricardo, McLaren, 
Not really sure how that's looking, to be honest with you. Still early on in the season, but that could go one of two ways and it's looking like one way more than the other. Mm. So, I don't know. I mean, just putting it out there, let's say, for instance, Ricardo maybe moves teams. There's a seat at McLaren. Alonso comes in, starts challenging Lander a bit more. Mate, we I had this. Comment. I love you. I love it. <laughs> I was about to say, I love you. No, I love it when <laughs> I you get into your bold predictions and you say stuff like that. Because I, I just think like, bro, McLaren are not going to take Alonso. Like, I, I love Alonso. Right? I'm with you. He's a legend, right? But I, this is just my honest opinion. Okay, I might be wrong, but I don't think he's going to be going to another team now. I think, it, I think it will be the end. When even I, 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 I completely disagree. Really, we should ask the people then. Yeah, send us a message on at Pitstop. The thing you is, think- you have you have more of a fresh mindset to it because you didn't really watch it before. But I know from when I was watching before how much of a fucking legacy that guy's carved through the sport, and for him to be in seventh seventh position at Monaco in arguably one of the worst cars on the grid, it says a lot, man. And I had the conversation. The quite good. I had a conversation with my dad before the race. And uh, my dad was like, I, I didn't even mention Alonso. My dad was like, Alonso's on form. Like, he's still got it. And I was like, he still absolutely has got it. Yeah, but the Alpine is good this season. They, they, they've got a good car, Ocon and... Um, I don't know. I think Ocon's just doing really well. Yeah, they've got two good drivers. I don't know. We'll see. My opinion will be that he will retire after Alpine. Let's so say, if I'm wrong, I you can clip this and I put it wherever you want. I don't think so. It could go like... An, like if you had to put all the money in your bank account on it, where would you say he'll be at the end of the season? If if he left Alpine, what team do you think suits Alonso? If he did go? Being realistic, I feel like it could be just something like Alpha Tauri if Gasly moves. But uh, but are Alpha Tauri any better than Alpine? Yeah, I think they are. Do but, you? That, but that's me being realistic. That's not where I want him to go. I'd like to see him in one of the front-running cars. Alpine. I, I would love to see, I would love for one team just to give Alonso six months or a year in a front running car just to see what happens. Mate, this is... Alpine are doing well. They're sick from the driver's standards. They've got 40 points. Out of 10, which means they're... The yeah, other but the team's below, below them at Alfa the Tori, Haas, Aston Martin and Williams. And he's not going to go to a... He's not going to go to Romeo, McLaren, Mercedes, Ferrari or Red Bull, is he? He could go to Romeo. Okay, we'll see. Because let's see what happens with, with Joe. Very bold. If Joe doesn't pull his weight this year... You got Bottas and Alonso in the Alphas. Wow, I like the way you think. I Thank love you. the way you think. So do I. What other notes did you make from the race this weekend? I see you got a few notes there. A few more notes. Uh, red flag. La da 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 da. Uh, well, I mean, after the red flag, the race, the podium was pretty much decided. It was looking mm. like you know there was there was points when you and me were getting really excited, where it was looking like maybe signs. Oh yeah. Would catch. Well, he it, it looked like he wanted it. Signs was on the hards. Perez was on the mediums. His tyres were starting to degrade a lot, but Perez managed to hold on to it. Well, he just slowed the pack up. I think as new fans, maybe we should give our opinion as new fans on Monaco because we're not looking at it from all the other point of view. Like, What do you think about <laughs> Monaco? Do you think it has to stay? Do you think it's a good race? Do you think it, like, genuinely, do you think it's a good race? Yes. Yeah. I definitely think it's a good race. I'll admit I found it a bit annoying when there was like four, the top four, a second with, between all of them and no one could overtake. And like Signs was trying, but there's just no room. But I think that would be different on a dry day. I think the reason there was so little room to overtake is because no one wanted to get off the dry line. 
I think you need to have <clears throat> one or two of those tracks in the calendar, which is so barbaric and outlandish and mm. different. Like, I don't want to just see like all these massive tracks where all the racing is exactly the same. And I want to see the drivers put into a position where they have to rethink their style. No, I agree. You can't apply the same techniques that we saw last week in Barcelona to Monaco. I agree. What, what, the way you said that to me about that did make me realise, yeah, that's why it's there, isn't it? I mean, it's, all... once, it's, one, it's once. It's one track. Yeah. I mean, and Singapore is tight too. So you've got two tracks in the calendar. But Singapore's flooded with DRS zones and like got long straights. Whereas this is like, what's that bit after turn one on Monaco? Straight after turn one, there's that really thin like bit up to that big corner. Yeah. Lewis Hamilton tried to take Alonso on that. And I looked at that and I thought, no way you're going to squeeze that car through there. But I've seen someone do it. I think it was like Grosjean or someone like that has done it. Done an amazing move up there. And if you haven't seen it, I think a load of drivers have done a move up there. I think... I think I think the cars are just too big this year. Yeah. I think Hamilton maybe thought for a minute that he was in like, you know, a 2020 car. Have the back wheels always been bigger than the front wheels? Uh, yeah, I believe so. The back wheels do look big. It's like a hot rod style. That's yeah. just, yeah, that's just the way it is because the back end, I guess, tends to slip out more. I don't know. I think Carlos Sainz at the end there, he would have gone for it, but he was probably speaking to the team and they were saying we would much rather take second and fourth than just fourth you know one mistake there you saw Verstappen nearly went into the back, back of signs like two three times around that uh, corner because the, the breaking points like they were all trying to stay so close you're just not going to be able to overtake you know at that point Perez played a perfect race nothing can be taken away from him he absolutely deserved it Le- Leclerc was so unlucky and mm. on another day you'd always normally expect pole position to win there, there was probably. a lot of pressure on Leclerc this weekend and I mean, happy that he at least finished the race, but it wasn't the result that he wanted. No, he won't be happy with that. Ferrari probably won't be that happy with that. No. I mean, Red Bull and Ferrari are, are just going to try and outbetter each other every week. And this week and last week, Red Bull have done, done, done better. And that's why they're now ahead in the drivers and the, and the uh, constructors. But it's so close. And next week, we've got Azerbaijan. And I'll admit now, that's Baku, isn't it? I know nothing about it. Mm. So the, the episode before that is going to be amazing because I can't even, don't even know what it looks like. Mm. I can't remember it from the game. Well, I quizzed you I on know Monaco. I nothing about Baku. So maybe you should quiz me on Baku. Do you want to be quizzed on Baku? Not really, but I think the fans might like to see it. We should tell the fans though, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube, please do. Go on YouTube, type in Pit Stop, Jake and Fab or something, it will come up. We just hit 3,000 subscribers. Woo! But if the people listening to the pod go and subscribe, we might hit, you know, 4,000 or something. But yeah. Or 100 or 10 million. Yeah. If all, yeah. Well, I mean, if all of you went and subscribed, then we'll hit 30 million. But <laughs> not all 30 million. You imagine, but people probably don't really know how many people listen, do they? They probably just listen at home, but they're like, I wonder how many other people listen. Let me put it this way, guys. There is a large percentage of people that listen to our podcast who aren't subscribed to our YouTube channel. So I'm going to put a challenge out right now. I want everyone who's listening to this, all you guys who aren't subscribed, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. And maybe we will do at some point in the future, a little YouTube exclusive giveaway. Yeah, well, we do have a giveaway running on our TikTok at the moment. All our socials are at Pit Stop, as you know. We'll be announcing the winner of that very soon, probably on the next podcast. It was meant to be this podcast. Yeah, but we didn't get it ready because the race was so good. I'm just so glad they raced today. As I'm sure so many other people are as well. I really thought, I really just could see it popping up at the top. Mm. Race off. I don't think Monaco should go. 
No? No. Is that how we're going to leave it of Monaco? We're going to say Monaco has to stay? I think Monaco should stay. I think maybe they could make a couple of alterations to the track, even though there isn't much wiggle room to do that. I'll give my opinion on it. And it's from what someone else commented. And I saw the comment. Obviously, I'm not smart enough to think of this myself. But someone else commented it. And I thought that would work. Imola's the other one, isn't it? That they're looking at removing. They're looking at the only two that aren't signed at the moment for next year are Imola and Monaco. Well, Imola wasn't in for a while anyway. And then no. they brought it back. Imola's like a classic, right? And it's a great race, to be fair. It's just like lower on the budget side of things. But that I think they're looking at potentially rotating the two of them. So they will take one out of the calendar, but then every year it will swap. It will go Imola, then Monaco the next year. Imola that year, Monaco the next year. Imola that. How about, okay, I'll put it to you this. Would you rather take out Imola or Monaco? I'd rather take out Imola. Really? I think if you're going to swap them, a year is too much of a gap. Like you can't wait two years to have a Monaco race. Hmm. Like if, if, they, if, they, if the year was split up into seasons and you had like three race seasons a year, then you could do that. What do you think people don't like about Monaco? What do you think makes people say they shouldn't race it? Do you think it's because everyone wants to see, you know, constant overtakes? Do you think it's because they want to see a constant fight for the podium that's always like that? Or do you, do you think... I think, they- it, I think I purely think it's newer fans. I think it's newer fans who maybe just don't quite get it. Yeah, but that's interesting because we're new fans and we've got new fans listening to us. So we need you guys to tell us what you don't like and then we can go through the opinions on the pod. I can see why people don't like it. Don't get me wrong. I can see why there's an argument to remove it. I don't. I don't see why people don't like it. Mate, I (laughs) can. I really can see why people don't like it. Why? We have four cars within a second of each other and no one can overtake them. Because And look at Alonso. Yeah, but in another race, you have like one leader out front. Yeah, but... The cars are much more bunched in this. We saw exactly. like, we saw like six drivers behind Alonso. You, you don't see that on a big track. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I agree. I think there's good pros and cons. But arguably, what Alonso did today would not pass on any other track because the whole t- everyone else would just DRS straight around them. There'd be gaps. He'd be able to go around them. Like the races are more of a constant race on another track. Whereas Monaco, your your like qualifying is more important, isn't it? The grid position you're in on a Saturday is almost what you're mm. going to finish on a Sunday. I'm I'm with you that it's great and I want it to stay. Well, that, I mean, I, I, we were saying that yesterday, but then look what happened today. Yeah. That's not the case. No, yeah, we're, we're, we're really lucky and this, Monaco needed that. Monaco, Monaco needed a Monaco good race. Monaco really shines a light on everything else other than the racing, the pit stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do, I do think it's amazing the the way it's like that little pit and the track and yeah, it's a classic and it, it, it's really special. Look, I ain't fucking stupid. Obviously, the cars are too too big for the fucking track now. But I just think, I just think it's it's a it's a it's a small breath of fresh air within a season. It's one race out of twenty two races. I think let it be. Maybe for Monaco, they should just scrap the race and just do three days of qualifying. Where there's like you add up your positions because qualified at Monaco is probably bet it's like a race anyway. Okay, I tell you what. So they should just scrap the race and just do qualifying three times. I tell you what. What they need to do, yeah, is they need to scrap the harbour, take out all the boats, and they need to. So you know how in Dubai when they build roads out in the water, yeah, yeah. They need to build like another half of the track or a new section of the track 
out on a bridge essentially in the water where the track widens up there's a long straight massive straight long straight with the drs it's a massive overtaking section and then you come back through through that again old school then you have to like sit behind them stay as close as you can so you've still got drs that that would would be be unbelievable bonkers clip that the fucking camera's dead the camera's dead so we can't clip it that's exclusive audio for the pit stop (laughs) listeners ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening to the pit stop podcast we will be back on thursday if you haven't already please do hit the follow button it really helps us out whether you're listening on apple or spotify yeah follow subscribe rate the podcast five stars as well we've nearly hit two thousand five star ratings which is pretty cool pretty pretty happy with that Jeez. yeah two thousand of them damn it's been an amazing weekend we really hope you've enjoyed the monaco grand prix we're gonna edit this get it up and chill out because we've had a busy old sunday but thank you very much for listening and um yeah See you guys on Thursday, eh? See you later. See you later. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Perez has done it. What an absolute monster. What a boss. What a boss. He deserves it. Spirit Studios.